Excuse me, what is going on here? But first we're going to make a little detour. So absurd, so questionable. Yeah, I guess we're just the weirdos. Expect the detour. Okay. How strong are you? Don't worry about that. Muscle man. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I know how physics works, you know, and I don't know how to use that to my advantage. No, you don't. He's never struck me as a big science yeah, guy. Listen, yeah. E equals more things. And <laughs> that's something I know. Our next choice for you to drag was going to be a cement truck in neutral. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to know. Good to know that we can't quite get there yet. If you drug a cement truck in neutral, you would have so many middle-aged bald dads just yeah. impressed with you. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, look at all that raw power. <laughs> look at all that man. They'd be saying raw a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like just raw power, but he eats raw eggs. <laughs> yeah, they'd just be sitting in front of uh. that. That rope watching you doing the sh- stupid strongman competition, heavy breathing, just living vicariously through you. They'd probably say something like, you know, I probably could have done that if I didn't yeah. have that old football injury. If I didn't blow out my knee in 95. <laughs> you know, I wanted to go to Desert Storm, but... uh <laughs> Make it sound like a movie. <laughs> like you just missed the, the ticket call. I had carpal tunnel. <laughs> Yeah, they're just nudging their wives and being like, don't look. Don't look at him. <laughs> Do you think you relate to middle-aged men? I feel like one kind of already. You feel one? Youngstead. I feel like one. You feel like one. Okay, you don't feel one, though. No, not anymore. <laughs> it's a rough Do you want to elaborate want to on it. that? Yeah, yeah, go ahead and, go ahead and tell us how you feel it. middle-aged men. Rough, rough breakup and uh, separation. Wow. How else do you impress a middle-aged man other than your cement truck pooling? Like, is there other way to it? Like, really impress a middle-aged man? I think a well-cut lawn, number one, I think, is what you're in, in, how you're impressing a middle-aged man. Yeah, but also just doing something without looking like you're confused at all. It's just about confidence. If you can just have just a little bit of confidence, they'll think, "Oh, he's got it." He's got- <laughs> Hold on, I got to worry about it. I think knowing types of wood. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say yeah. knowing trees. If you walk into a house with a middle-aged man and you just kind of knock on a piece of wood and go mm-hmm. it's oak yeah. it's a good piece of oak i think he's gonna be like i like this guy he's probably gonna say you're a class act i feel like it's a middle-aged man thing to say i think also if you have a phone holder that attaches to your belt mm, i yeah. think that's a very big middle-aged man thing to have you want easy access that's kind of the name of the game they want easy access yet they have so many pockets on their shorts with the cargo shorts well, well now a, that's utility a cargo short is kind of more for long-term storage the yeah. the phone on your hip is a quick draw you keep you keep things. What do you call? What is a middle aged man calling that quickly? You you keep <laughs> you keep the stuff that you're not always going to get into in your cargo short pockets, like a half eaten bag of peanuts. <laughs> you're keeping that for later <laughs> when you get a little hungry, yeah, a little snacky. Little a middle aged man would never say snacky though. No, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. What are you calling? As a middle aged man, why do you need your phone quickly? Are you calling your financial advisor? Calling your wife to see if things are done. Just in general. How's the house? Are things done? You You know, you want to be able to get it out quick. Oh, yeah. Answer it. Because as a middle-aged man, you have a false sense of importance. That's right. Somebody's going to call you. Yeah. And you want to be responsive as you can, like as quickly as you can. Yeah. So they know that you care. And like, if it's your kid, you you open it up with, you just start the conversation. Well, how much is this going to cost me? (laughs) 
and then any other dad around, you're immediately on the same page yeah, as them. Yeah, they're like, I've had that. It. I've had that phone call before. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. When do you start wearing socks with sandals? When does that become a thing as a middle-aged man? And why? Why socks and sandals? Why is that a thing that happens? I think it's because a lot of grown men are not comfortable with their feet. Right. But even why wear sandals at that point? They want to breeze. Yeah. They want to feel the breeze. There's not much time left in the world in their life. (laughs) And they got to feel the wind when they can. That's right. Is that their midlife crisis? They're like, I'm going to try some sandals. But I'm going to wear socks because I'm not gay. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think we crossed that that middle aged man rainbow? Not the gay rainbow, but Not, like no, uh, no. just you know that bridge, so to speak. When do you think Evan's getting his first phone clip? Uh, first kid, probably. Because you got to call a baby. To be honest with you, I think Evan's looking for a reason to get that first phone yeah. clip. What's preventing you, Evan, from getting the first phone clip? <laughs> He just, he just needs even half a reason to get it. He just hadn't come across that yet. I'm on the edge. Every day I'm like looking him up on Amazon, but <laughs> I haven't pressed buy yet. I have about 16 in my saved in my lists. Your cart, yeah. It's yeah. sitting in your cart. You're just ready to hit purchase. Yeah. He says, he's sitting here, he's like, Sven, how weird are these? <laughs> these are so weird, right? <laughs> who would he's looking this? for validation. Yeah, who would buy this? Just waiting for it to be like, eh, not that weird. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it? Is that the answer? Then he's like, well, if it's not that weird, I guess I'll get yeah, one then. I think that's the <laughs> it's answer. Fine. I could see that being useful. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> some age men cross over that bridge from fashion to functionality. At some mm. point, you don't care anymore. Yeah. It's got to yeah. just be functional. What, do y'all grunt getting out of a chair? Apparently, I do, but I don't notice do it. Do you? So th- I think that's classic middle-aged I men. Think, yeah, they yeah. Don't I think it you either. fall right into it. Yeah. Is a long, deep sigh the same thing as a grunt? I think that's just depression uh-huh. incarnate. Maybe I got the morbs. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Evan also has a camper, which is pretty that dad. That is middle-aged van, yeah. It's pretty dad to have yeah. like an alternative kind of vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's closer to a retirement yeah. item than yeah. anything else. I mean, it's classic retirement form to have an RV or such, you know? Okay, we can we can also act like Alan didn't just have a camper. But he doesn't. But he Sold does it. it now. Gone. That's also a dad thing. To sell something he's not using. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I never said it. it doesn't have to be that. None of us are fathers. Or a middle-aged man thing. Yeah, is fair to point. sell something you're not using yeah, anymore. <laughs> that is because young men would just keep it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the middle-aged man would find like, this is financially responsible. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta sell the camper. That's true. It, it might be more middle-aged men to sell the camper. Yeah. All right. Now that I think about it, because it's not only the fact that you have a camper, you also had to take into account the functionality mm-hmm. of the camper or the lack thereof, mm-hmm. and then the financial responsibility and sell it. Because I, I, it, I think you're right. Because I can't count how many conversations I've had where it's like, yeah, I had to had to sell the camper. You know, we just weren't using it. <laughs> We couldn't keep it at the house. We had to keep it 30 minutes away. We just weren't using it. It just didn't make sense for us. It just didn't make sense. I think bird watching. Bird watching bird could be watch, a, I feel like bird watching. Be or a just middle-aged man. Birds, like understanding the calls of birds. I've gotten into bird identification recently. Not, and, by, and by recently, I mean the past like six months. But We got some bird feeders for the sunroom right there. God, we're falling. We're falling. Here it is. Here it is. We got a hummingbird falling <laughs> headfirst into it, boys. <laughs> I have six bags of bird feed back there because Savannah bought me the bird feeder for my birthday and then bought like... God, that's a middle-aged thing yeah. right there. If you would have told me your that, that birthday was your 49th year, your birthday, <laughs> I'd been like, it makes sense. You got a bird feeder for your birthday? Yeah. We have uh, two red-shouldered hawks that live in our backyard. Now, red-shouldered hawk, those are birds and not a Native American neighbor. <laughs> 
Yeah, those are those are birds, and uh, and not someone's someone's given name by the Chickasaw tribe. <laughs> but I we didn't talk enough about cargo shorts and the reason they exist and what you could carry in cargo shorts. I feel like if for cargo shorts for a middle aged man, it's nice because you can carry the four thousand keys on a ring that you have. Mm-hmm. So and, wait, you're you're assuming that they're not uh, on a carabiner clipped to their belt loop? Oh, that's a good point. They would. Shoot. So that's what I would think. That's why I'm not a middle aged man yet because mm-hmm. I didn't immediately think of that. I'm still carrying my keys in my pocket like an infant. Yeah. And you got your Swiss Army knife. Sure. Yeah, yeah your multi-tool. Yeah. But, you know, they have the mul- the multi-tools that come in that little uh, Velcro um, yeah, you belt loop. Yeah, on your belt. Belt loop deal. Before long, you're like Batman. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, just have, you just have your go is belt. Is that what all middle-aged men are going for, is What's Batman? What's the difference in a middle-aged man and Batman? They're Batman the is a middle-aged man, but yeah. not every middle-aged man is Batman. Right. Oh. That is true. I, that's another middle-aged thing. Having a ton of keys. And they don't know. They'll, they'll act like they know which key goes to what, but they've lost track of the keys on the ring. They don't know where anything goes. You, th- you think they don't know? I'm skeptical. Mm. How many keys do you have on your key ring right now? Look at this. Un-middle-aged. This is not a middle-aged man key set. That's Look at a man this. without responsibility. Yeah. Right <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Your keys is proportional with the amount of responsibility you have. Okay, I have one, two, three, and four counting my, my car key. So I have five, but hold on. There's a secondary ring. There's a secondary responsibility ring, if you will, that I keep <laughs> in my truck. So it's always there in case I need it. How many keys do you have on that? Uh, four. Okay, so you have. So nine, we're looking at nine total. Nine overall. That's pretty good. That's pretty. I'll how many say keys I have, do you have at least ten on mine. You do have a shed, so there's yeah, at least I, one key for that. I don't keep the key for the shed on that. Compared Five to keys. y'all, I'm a teenage dirtbag. Evan, what do you think about these millennials, though? I can't really stand them. They 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 have so much entitlement. Uh, they think the world revolves around mm. them. They're all worried about being gay. You don't think the world revolves at all huh? because you're a flat earther? <laughs> the world is linear, and that's the movement that it does. But it is round. In a straight line, huh? It is round. What's round? The earth, the world. Did you lose track of the conversation that quickly? <laughs> no rounder than a straight line. Do you ever hear something and you can't even comprehend it, but you know somebody's talking above your head? <laughs> that's what I'm... That's where I'm at Evan's right now. Evan's talking in the fourth dimension. <laughs> Yeah. Evan Evan's talking in smells right now. <laughs> Don't even ask what he's saying. Uh there you go. Middle aged men talk for the beginning of that. Welcome to Question with Detour. Uh let's do some hypotheticals. Dave, can I pose a somewhat abstract, purely hypothetical question? I guess I, I want to apologize for asking a hypothetical question. Well, that's a hypothetical question. Alright, boys. For our first hypothetical today, we got a little listener submitted email from Mr. John Samuel, aka Lil Peepy Man, as he lets us know. He says that in his email. Evan's just Evan doesn't know a fact about him. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all think his friends call him that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Alright, now on to his email. Sup, QD. Just emailing in to say that you guys make my commute better week. <laughs> do we made do we make his commute weaker? <laughs> Better week. Better week. Uh, He says, you guys are nuts and crack me up, but I have a lame nine to five job that makes me want to kill myself every day. We have those dumb meetings multiple times a week where you sit around a table and talk about nothing. I was wondering what y'all do when y'all are sitting around a boardroom table in business meeting. I need something to do. Otherwise, I might snap and assault some people. (laughs) But yeah, thanks. John Samuel, a.k.a. Lil Peepy Man. 
Mm. Yeah, that's self-professed little pee-pee man. Yes. Also a little violent, and it probably <laughs> correlates with the size of the pee-pee. Do you think he just wanted to go ahead and get in front of that, just in case we read his email and we were like, See, <laughs> seems like a little pee-pee man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're kind of sitting around here at a boardroom table. We are. There's a table here. Having no. sort of a company meeting, yep. you know? So we kind of we kind of get where he's coming from. I also do like that he gets out in front of it and go ahead and says that he has thought about assaulting people, which was going to be one of our answers anyway. Mm-hmm. So know our plight. we can't tell him to assault people because that's just lazy. So what do, what do you do, Zach? So I don't know if y'all know. I have a side job, a hobby, a hustle. Or I, um, I help people that have been on drugs. That's you know, nice. I, yeah, it is nice. I give back. Yeah. But I help them with their urine samples for drug tests. Now, I don't give them my urine sample. I give them other people's urine sample. I, I have volunteers. And because this is a side hobby, a very busy side hobby, I often have to do this in the middle of a boardroom meeting. So we have a stranger in there that I call an intern, mm-hmm. you know, or a new hire to the person. Because the boss is like, who is this random person? This is Steve. He um, He's a new hire. And what I do is in the middle of the presentation, they're giving facts and figures and talking about graphs. And um, I go ahead and grab that sonic cup. That's on the that's on the boardroom table. And I take off that top and just pour that slushy ice liquid out. And I pass it over to pass it over to Steve in the kimono. I'm said and I'm just winking at him. You know, I'm just like game time, Steve. He uh, lifts that kimono or whatever he's wearing up and gives me a urine sample for the person that has hired me to have a clean urine sample for the drug test, right? You know, between PowerPoint presentations, when it gets quiet, I have to nudge and be like, pinch it off, pinch it off, because you don't <laughs> want him to hear. Because the the boss is like, y'all hear something. <laughs> Like leave a tap running. In the back. <laughs> Is somebody pouring out water right now? <laughs> Which, relatively simple if you have one person in there giving the sample, right? I mean, simple, one person. I don't. I'm. This is a hobby that has grown. I have multiple people in there, so... We kind of we're kind of passing around that Route 44 size Sonic cup around under the table. It's just one cup. Yeah, it's just, just mixing cup. urine. Gosh, <laughs> it's just one cup. It's just it's big, so you know it fills up fine. Uh, it spills. There's some people kind of leave with Bound some to wet happen. shoes. Yeah. At the end, we just kind of get done and stick it back on the table. And I walk out there with a... F- now, one person understands what's happening in there. It's a good business model. So if, I, if I'm getting this right, you have an army of interns and you are getting them to pee in the same cup so that you can sell that urine to people who are on drugs and wanting to pass drug tests. Yes, absolutely. So when I you know when I walk into this board meeting, I sit down and my, my, my friend, the new hire, quote unquote, sits down next to me or across the table. I don't know. Nobody's asking questions. Or it's an initial question. It's Mm -hmm. like, who's this? New hire, welcome. And then, you know, the business meeting starts and I start emptying cups and start passing them around. No one catches on to the smell or anything? We try not to spill, but we're in and out of there pretty quick. (laughs) We uh, What I do is I bring car air fresheners that you hang on the... uh, Hang on your rearview mirror, and I just I have pockets full of them. I just kind of rub them together and throw, throw, throw them under the table, mm-hmm. you know. So now it smells like black ice in urine, but <laughs> but you know it's it, they they can't pinpoint what the smell actually is because of the mixture. When you have all those people peeing, you could and somebody asks, "What's that noise?" You could probably just be like, you know, it's a bunch of cicadas. <laughs> I got a lot of cicadas in my pockets right now. Because that wouldn't arouse suspicion. Well, if I'm just at the saying, end at the end of the day, giving people urine that's not theirs for a drug test is illegal. Having a bunch of cicadas is just odd. <laughs> you can get away with that. Should I just should I actually just have cicadas in my pocket then? I think it could be kind of neat. Yeah, I, don't see I guarantee not. you, you're the only guy at the work that 
that has it. Yeah, I would make a name for myself for sure. He'd be like, do you know, do you know Zach? He always has cicadas in his pocket and smells like urine. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific person. Yeah. <laughs> so you're still you want to be the cicada guy, but you're still going to do the urine well, thing. I have also. urine on me, like it's just, or not on me, oh. but like in my possession. <laughs> he did say it was spilling a lot. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, maybe it's a, it's a low week and I have to get my urine sample from somebody else. I just kind of wink and nudge one of my, my coworkers. They mm-hmm. don't, they're not in on it. So it's kind of a confusing yeah. situation to get on the same page. I'm just winking and nudging them. Mm. They're like, what, what, are you, what are you doing? I'm just kind of pushing a cup closer to them on top of the table. They take a sip from the cup and they're like, I'm like, no, no, that's not what I want. Pee, pee in it. Pee in it. <laughs> pee in the cup. And they're like, they're like, what? Pee in the cup. And the boss is like, is, y'all need to share something? No. No, uh-uh. we're good. How, actually, how much pee you got? <laughs> how, full, how, full, how full is your bladder? Would you consider yourself a hydrated man? <laughs> I like the cicadas in my pocket, though. I, very distracting. Somebody's like, this is more like pee in here. And I release one like a like a Pokemon trainer. Mm-hmm. Just release one out. The table starts flipping around on the table. <laughs> <laughs> the women in the rooms, because women can be in the workforce now, women in the room start screaming and people start getting up from the table. And I just kind of slink out with the cup of urine. But, you know, I, I think I'm not drinking the pee. That's, what I, that's not what I mean. I'm just saying. Sure. Between them. Mm-hmm. You drink a little bit of the pee. I, well, I got to make sure it's yeah. clean. <laughs> Don't act like you've never looked at that cup and thought, I wonder what it tastes like. <laughs> I definitely looked in the cup and go like, you need to hydrate. This is a little too brown. <laughs> A little too dark, you know? You look at it and you go, people stranded on islands do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't listened to one thing the, the <laughs> boss has talked about in the meeting. I'm just sitting there staring at the cup going, it's gotta, it can't taste that bad, right? <laughs> it can't be that bad. And you should see the look of confusion of the person that just gave the sample as I take that straw and take a, take a sip out of it. <laughs> Probably more confused when you're just staring at it the whole time. Yeah, well, like, they- <laughs> kind of like licking your lips a little bit. You know. <laughs> I'll go up and blow a bubble in it. Right through the straw, <laughs> man. <I'm> just- <laughs> nobody, listen to me. In a meeting, nobody's thinking there's urine in that cup if I'm sitting there blowing bubbles through the straw. You know? You're probably right. I, I've thrown off all suspicion. If, even if people catch on, they're like, Dude, I think Zach is getting people to pee in cups and meetings. The moment I take that cup and start blowing bubbles in it, they're like, oh, there's no way that's true. You don't but if, but if they think you're wild enough to have people pee in cups in a meeting, that you could be wild enough to just blow bubbles in your pee drink. I think that's very pragmatic and logical for you to think that. But I, I think in the moment, there's no way you think that. Okay. I think I think you're looking from the outside in here, and by that I mean you're looking you're you're looking at the meetings. You're watching me do this mm-hmm. just from the the you know the office mm-hmm. window. Yeah. So you're not selling a lot of this PR. You're consuming most of it. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Listen, I have a Route 44 size cup of urine all right i, I they don't need all that <laughs> they don't need all they just need, you've, you've been to the doctor they just left a little cup it's, a, it's just a few ounces give me a little shot glass yeah it's a shot well i don't <laughs> i compare it to a shot glass all right <laughs> we don't <laughs> man's doing pea shooters <laughs> <laughs> oh man i they, they, they take a sip of that cup i'm like your cholesterol's high. <laughs> you should dial it back on the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, well, your your donors, your pee yeah. donors, yeah, haven't yeah, been yeah. to the doctor in years because you're just there <laughs> telling them their diagnoses. I like how I like how we assume that I'm just gonna be okay after taking a sip of it, and I don't start hacking up in the middle of the meeting. Like I'm sitting there thinking about it. Like I'm like, it can't be that bad, right? And I take a sip. I'm like, <laughs> just like spitting it and everywhere. And people, it like, hasn't okay? been. Theoretically, this whole time it's been fine, but until you said that, now I feel like it's super disgusting. <laughs> you just now you figured that just out. Just now, now you just were now. like it might be a little weird. Just now. just now. Now that I've thought about the taste, I'm like, no, no. It's gotta be just salty, right? There's only one way to find out. Is, see, this is what this this is inside <laughs> this of my is head. How you're doing. <laughs> this is it right here. Like it's it could be salty, right? On our next segment. <laughs> how's it taste? How's it? <laughs> That got off the rails. I didn't. I never intended to drink it. Okay, I just. <laughs> Nobody ever does. Nobody ever. That's how all of the questions go. I never, never intended, intended to drink it. All right. I just want to know. Oh I just want God. you to know. I I initially came into this going. I'm helping people pass their drug test. I was the good person. All right, and I ended with cicadas in my pocket drinking urine. I think we've all been there though. Yeah, this like, is a- do you fire a guy that you know is drinking urine in your boardroom? There's 100%. no way you so. don't get 100%. stabbed immediately. Yeah, you don't let that happen. You d- that well, can't go on. Well, but like that guy's unhinged, mm-hmm. right? I think what you do is you kind of wait till he's off the premises, and then you call him and like, hey, man. <laughs> you can't come back. He, you hear the slurping for over the phone. <laughs> of the, of the drink finishing up. <laughs> and then he's like... I forgot my other cup there. Can I uh, <laughs> can I come back and get that? Or like, no, you can't. You can't get your. I've got other a thermos under my desk. Uh, <laughs> is it all right if I come up and grab it? <laughs> a guy walks into your office and like just sit there and stares at that thermos. He's like, "What is in that cup? <laughs> what, is, what is in that container, dude? <laughs> what do you think a uh, What do you think a guy that drinks urine dresses like? You wear those really big kind of Oakleys. <laughs> those big square Oakleys the that everybody big wore in the square Oakleys. Like T-Pain. Like T-Pain's yeah. Oakleys? Yeah. Yeah. You get a tank top on. You're like forest green. But I do wear a tie because I'm professional. Yeah. I mean, you're a professional, of course. <laughs> so you got a tank top and a clip-on tie. <laughs> it's just dragging the tank top yeah. down, the collar <laughs> down. It's a deep V for sure. <laughs> You bought it as a U shape. Oh, I wear like Nike. I wear Nike slides without socks. Yeah, but the tie has like the Tasmanian Devil from Looney Tunes on it. <laughs> that are just like it's black with flames. You know? <laughs> One of the two. Welcome to Flavor Town. <laughs> and of course, you have cargo shorts on. I don't. Yeah, yeah, don't you got have cargo shorts on and yeah, Nike slides. If I were to profile somebody that drinks urine, that'd be it. That'd be it. I thankfully this is an advice for John. Because he doesn't illegally have to do that. That would be a tough advice <laughs> section for our guy. <laughs> That's just what I do, okay? Man. All right, what do y'all do? What do y'all do? Save us. Save us. There's, it doesn't get better from here. It never gets better from, from, yeah. All right, Evan, what do you do? Tell us what you do as a business professional in a board meeting. Yeah, I, as a business professional, mm-hmm. you all you both know this. Yeah, you always want to be evolving. You always want to be becoming a better professional, and so you can grow your career. You know, absolutely, so you can become a better whatever it is you do. So to do that, I would suggest uh, reading up on some career growth opportunity uh, books, type books, and ways to kind of make you a better professional. But you don't want your job to know that 
you're reading these books about becoming a better professional because they're going to be like, oh, why are you reading books on company time? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Why you're trying to outwork your current job? You're going to try to get a new, better job, move on from us, and we don't want you to develop as a person, obviously. We want you to stay in the position you're at yeah. and stay with our company. So they don't want you to evolve as a person. So you got to kind of hide that you're reading these books. And the best way to do that is to just read these books during these board meetings, but get a fake cover to put on the book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that way you can mask what the book really is. And it just kind of looks like you're, you know, reading. So you can get book covers that say, uh, stop simping and start pimping. And then it just has <laughs> like a pimp on the outside. You know? So you're not worried. They're not worried about the time theft that's happening on business time. They just don't want you reading self-help books. Yeah. They just don't want you to becoming a better person a better professional yeah okay because uh, they don't want you to outgrow your job and get a better job and leave the company you know? right now when They're you're reading these you. books are you sitting at the table or have have you made a little reading nook over in a corner with soft pillows and blankets and maybe you have like a little window and it's raining outside and you've lit a candle and you curl up with a nice blanket and you're just kind of reading a self-help book you tell but, people that like that corner is kind of a moment yeah <laughs> more of a feeling it's that's yeah. that's your when when somebody says go to your happy place you go that's my corner in the boardroom yeah yeah i mean you start at the table obviously but as you start to get a little a little drowsy a little mm, baby's a little drowsy <laughs> you know, start to mosey on into your corner you you go and take off your pants and put on sweatpants yeah. mid boardroom meeting right yeah you want to get comfortable so you know baby gets a little drowsy so you start moseying off into your corner there's a, of, there's a lot of sliding your sweatpants. No, baby's gotten drowsy because you're drinking Nyquil, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're drinking Nyquil Route 44 Sonic Cup, right? Yeah. Just a God, I hope <laughs> it's a different not. cup. Evan, do, Evan doesn't read when he goes to that corner. Mm. <laughs> he passes out. <laughs> uh, it's just like, boss, I'm gonna go over and read. <laughs> And then, and then, and then. Like halfway minutes, there, and I pass out. Three minutes later, it's just you like drooling over a pillow in the corner. They <laughs> can't wake me. <laughs> I've overdosed on Nyquil. So that's interesting that you drink a full gallon of Nyquil. Yeah, nah, who knew? You know. <laughs> so I was you're kind of you sipping, and one day one thing turned led to another. You know. So you you put on your sweatpants and maybe your oversized shirt, and you know some sort of fluffy slippies yeah you go over there and you you do a lot of deep sighing <laughs> you look out the window and yeah <sighs> got my the fray playing in my headphones <laughs> but really loud so everybody hears it yeah and that's that's why i'm sighing too so everybody else can hear well it. yeah yeah so you, they can kind of look for over attention there and be like, real sad boy vibes yeah. going on i want people to ask me if i'm okay yeah. and and you tell them yes but they know you're not. I'm They're like, bud, I've heard you found me like 10 times already. <laughs> you're not okay. <laughs> and then you just nod off. You just nod off because the NyQuil just hit. Yeah, I play I play. you found me three times back to back, as Alan said, to uh, how to save a life. And yeah, that's yeah. kind of when I start yeah, to fade yeah. from basically my consciousness. And <laughs> You're just thinking, you found me. You found... You're just knocked out. You just snoring. Yeah. And you really do end up lying on the floor, as the yeah. song says. <laughs> and then everyone else in the boardroom is wondering how to save a life because I am yeah. no longer like, conscious. Do yeah. we know how to do a trach? Can we? <laughs> Does somebody have an EpiPen? <laughs> My pulse is fainter than dead balloon. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> training balloon, what, you know? what an analogy. I don't know what else has a weak A pole. wordsmith <laughs> <Yeah>. over here. <laughs> we love to hear it. <laughs> so I am sure, I'm sure at that point, you go over here and do the sad boy thing in the corner, and then you eventually fall asleep, and your boss is like, well, thank God that's over. Let's get to the meeting. <laughs> they start doing stuff. But mid-meeting, you wake up, and you're like coming out of a dream, so you say crazy stuff. I'm like, oh, my God! <laughs> She's like screaming. Let me feel your kneecaps, Dad. You're like, what are you like, dreaming? What is he dreaming about over there? I bet you get knocked out from that NyQuil and you wake up from that intoxicated nap. Like, you know, you ever have those naps where you wake up and you don't understand where what time it is? Yeah. You don't understand what day it is. You wake up mm-hmm. on a different yeah. reality. It's like yeah. that. Like, yeah. you go to sleep at, a, you know, the 1130 meeting and you wake up at 730 at night. Yeah, it's dark. <laughs> it's out. dark. It's dark. You don't know what day it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's a janitor in there uh, vacuuming. <laughs> But the hum of that vacuum probably just lulls you right back yeah. to sleep. It's hard to get back home after that because you get back to your desk and you kind of like sit down in your chair for a second and you're like, oh, sleepy again. <laughs> and that janitor comes by, kind of rubs your head a little bit. Oh. Just pass out. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you a little massage. Yeah, just, well, a, little, just a little head head scratch. A little, a little shoulder massage. Yeah, we know each other, so it's not weird. Thanks, Feldman. Yeah, the nightly thing. Feldman? <laughs> I don't know his name. <laughs> is that his first or last name? <laughs> I, we don't know. It's a one-name guy. He's like Cher. Same talent as well. Oh, he sings? No. He massages you and sings. Cher is just a good janitor. Yeah. Cher is just really good at cleaning. Yeah. So you have a Woman's janitor. house is spotless. <laughs> or he's just a terrible... They're both just bad at cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> so you and Feldman, y'all have a good relationship. Oh, of course. We work the same hours. After <laughs> because everybody you didn't leaves. Work, <laughs> because you didn't work during the day. Yeah, I got to work at night. <laughs> everybody, when everybody else is left. You and Feldman take night lunch together? Yeah. That's why I got to take so much NyQuil, because I don't sleep at night. So I got to sleep during the day. Yeah, because Feldman keeps you up. It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> so what if you try to fall asleep at night? What does Feldman do? Feldman the janitor do? Comes over and shakes my chair yes. a little bit. Just kind of dumps me out on the floor. Yeah. Starts vacuuming my back, okay. which also kind of feels good, and I start to lull back to sleep. Do you think? Would you imagine a vacuum on your back feeling good? Like a deep know, tissue probably, massage yeah. or something. So he just wants you to be up at night to like entertain him and give him company. Yeah, he just gets bored. Yeah, he has a whole building to himself. And Feldman's kind of codependent, don't you think? <laughs> we, I've been talking to his therapist about that. And That's just your therapist at that point. <laughs> <laughs> we go to therapy together. Together, yeah. couples yeah. therapy. <laughs> If you work during the during the night and you sleep during all the work day, when do you have time to go to therapy with Feldman? I just imagine y'all each are uh, y'all's therapist, but you just put on a wig and become the therapist for each other. Mm, that could be it too. <laughs> that or we just use the the water cooler. We put a wig on the water cooler. Drag a chair over there. Yeah. Well, it's good to know that the water cooler hasn't died in your office. Yeah, that's, that's good to know. We were worried about that yeah. a few weeks ago. Absolutely. Um, still still alive and kicking. That's great. Yeah. And that way, you just walk up the teat of that <laughs> oh, God. water cooler and drink you just drink teat. from yeah. the wisdom. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> drink. We let the wisdom flow, for sure. Uh, oh, my gosh. This, this episode's already unhinged. This is, <laughs> this is ludicrous. <laughs> This has nothing to do with what my answer was. <laughs> you start reading a book with a different cover and you just take naps. Yeah, you just get drowsy. <laughs> and then you have a weird codependent relationship with the, the, the night janitor. Good That's an felt. interesting board meeting, mm-hmm. seeing as you don't really go to the board meeting. <laughs> I mean, 
I go to it physically and then check out really early. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alan. Yeah, so when I go to a board meeting, you know, I think you guys have both been there where they schedule it during lunch. Absolutely. It's it's miserable because if they're going to do that, they may as well feed you, but they never do. Never do. They don't do it. So you're left to come up with lunch on your own. So just start eating paper. You eat paper. You tell me to eat paper. Just that. Well, that's that, that's what I would do. Okay. I just and I'm I'm telling you, you could do it too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank but you. I just like to I just like to slowly rip a page out of my notebook and just kind of curl it up into a nice little ball, like a little egg shape. Yeah, yeah. And then I just like to stick it you in my mouth. Pop it in there like a tic tac. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of let it soak for a minute. And then if I need a little extra flavor, I'll like highlight <laughs> the page a little bit. Wrong. Crumble it you up. You highlight flavor? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's really cool about that idea is not only do you get nutrients. Uh, yeah, paper also, comes from a tree and yeah. tree is a plant. So Yeah. There's some fiber in there something. somewhere. There's something in there. What's really cool about it is not only can you eat the paper, but it also gives you an opportunity for a new hobby. And that's paper mache. Mm-hmm. Because you've, you've torn out little pieces of paper put them they're wet from your saliva that's you right, just start sticking right. them together create some crafts mm-hmm. mid mid boardroom meeting right on the table mm-hmm. you know start doing like uh busts of the boss and Certainly people could. around you or you could come up with a way to make like a paper mache cast of someone just slowly start making paper mache around their body as <laughs> they're sitting there paying attention to the meeting doing what they're supposed to be doing and you're like a little gremlin running around their legs just making a paper mache mold of their body Let's be real. The reason they're not moving is because they're in fear of who you are as a person. I think a guy that eats paper is a red flag. Yeah. They're like, if I don't move, you can't see me. But boy, do I. Yeah. You see them <laughs> You see right through them. I, yeah. 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 I know I know exactly what their fears are, what their loves are, and their loves are being covered in paper mache, <laughs> being made into a human pinata. That just happens to be everybody's loves to you. It, yeah. Yeah. I think everybody deep down, whether they admit it or not, they want to be covered in wet paper that will soon be dry. <laughs> Now, they just let you do this? Yeah, no. It's one of those things where, you know how somebody's doing something weird at work, like drinking pee in an office, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants to be the guy that's like, hey, let me harsh your mellow here, dude, you know? Nobody wants to be that guy, so they just kind of all let it happen. They they say it's a safe space for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Working in an office environment in 2023, you're allowed to get away with being as weird as you want to (laughs) be. So what types of paper flavors do you like? Or is there ones that you kind of go for? Do you like the college rules line paper? Do you like just the classic printer paper? College ruled is sort of more of a more of like a light snack. When we're having these meetings during lunch, I need something a little heavier. So I like to go with a couple slices of cardstock. <laughs> Chewy. Chewy. <laughs> there's some there's some protein in cardstock. <laughs> yeah. I bet it sounds great in that boardroom sitting mm-hmm. next to you. You're just mushy mouthing some mm-hmm. paper. <laughs> Sometimes I like to just break an ink pen over top of it and just, just drizzle it around on that piece of paper. Add a little little spice to it. Is your diet just made entirely of office supplies? I go grocery shopping at an office max. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you drink? What do you wash it down with, that paper? Ink from the printer. Yeah, just printer ink. Just, just printer ink, yeah. That's an expensive drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What's for dessert? I feel like pencils. It's kind of like a churro, right? Like yeah. you're just kind of chewing yeah. on a pencil. Like people do it already. It's not mm-hmm. that much weirder yeah. to just go ahead and swallow the pencil. Nice earthy taste, <laughs> yeah. you know? 
I'd recommend a little binder leather, uh, leather mm. from a binder. Oh, yeah, like a pad yeah. folio. Yeah. That's like if you've been good all week. <laughs> you get that You get. You get that binder. <laughs> Just a little bit of leather in there. So you sit down at that boardroom table. I initially thought you were kind of secretly... It, you're having a full five-course meal. Yeah, well, I'll walk in there with like a cup full of paper clips, and I'm just just, <laughs> just popping them in like popcorn. You have a rough bathroom time, don't you? <laughs> I'm in there for hours at a time. Lots, lots of screaming it's, and clenching. It's excruciating. <laughs> no, I like it because it, it kind of relates you to your fellow coworkers or opens up a, a, a way to talk Very to Very relatable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we'll both eat, you know? Yeah, yeah both kind of eat. <laughs> But you can also like offer them some some you're like quote unquote food. Definitely, yeah. This is good. This yeah. is good. You start like shoving it along. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like, hey, you tried this uh, collard rolled lately? Hey, but this Manila folder is extra good today. <laughs> yeah. Did they change the recipe on uh, Wide World? Or like, what are they? What are they doing differently? These hey, days? bud, I just uh, just grabbed these off the printer. They're still hot. <laughs> <laughs> Get them while it's good. You you have a lot of friends around the office then, don't you? Oh, boy, do I. They probably find you in their cubicle just munching away on their office mm-hmm. supplies. <laughs> They'll find me, and I'm. It's, it's, sometimes it's in compromising situations. Oh, boy. I'll be just on all fours on top of their desk, <laughs> just going through their little supply drawer. <laughs> You're like an ape picking like some fleas sort of, out of his got ape it. buddy. You've got it. They shine a flashlight on me, and I'm just... <laughs> Like a deer in the they headlights. Have, they have flashlights in your business? Our our That's office building light. is all dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's a way to save on electricity. Because <laughs> you've been running their supply yeah. budget like through the yeah, roof. Our profit margins are collapsing because we don't we have to buy new business supplies. Yeah, they're yeah. Yeah. They're they're lacking in, in supplies. They make up for it by by shutting off the lights. <laughs> Yeah, the AC lights are shut off. They're like, why did they just fire this guy? We are miserable. It's dark and we're sweating. <laughs> and they just turn the corner, shine their flashlight. It's just you on top of a desk like Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> biting into a manual. Rounding like a raccoon in the trash. <laughs> Eating some tape. <laughs> Eat a roll of tape like fruit by the foot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you go up to trash cans and get offended that people threw away all this good food? No, I just I think it's just a gathering of food. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think somebody's kind of left it out for you. Yeah, you know? potluck. Yeah. Walk around to different cubicles with the trash can. Hey, you guys want to want to buy it? You go up to you go up to a coworker and they start telling you about deadlines and stuff, and you're just kind of eyeing the trash can over there and looking back at them, eyeing the trash can, looking back at them, just sweating. You're just you're just <laughs> buying your time because they stop talking and you can dig in. That's yes, that's that's exactly right. Do you when you're sitting in the boardroom and you're kinda the boss is up talking and you see, I don't know, uh, an ink pen about three chairs over. You kinda lean over to that person, you're like, Hey, uh you hand me that ink pen right there? You know, they kinda slide it over and then you just open that bad boy up and pour it back what do they think about like an ink shot well i do uh pour that pen back like you're like you're saying but i'm I'm a little bit more subtle i um reach around my coworker and i say hey uh if you were a pirate which shoulder would you put your parrot on this one or this one and then i reach around that other shoulder and grab the pen oh you don't even ask them i i I don't even let them know that's what i'm going for i make them think that i'm just really into them yeah they turn to you and you just have black ink all over your mouth and your tongue is black <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, what's wrong? <laughs> 
Hmm. Is there a problem? I, I don't. I don't see any issue with this situation. I think it's gonna <laughs> Your work hands well. Are all black, and you've like put black handprints on the table. Nobody's gonna have a hard time finding out where I'm at. Just, <laughs> just follow the black footprints. Like you look like you got slug. in a fight with a squid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your office sounds. You sound. You terrorize the office, Mister Smeagol. Yeah. Uh, office eater. Yeah. It's uh. It's tough for a lot of the people that work there. They're never able to use any office supplies. Uh, I've become a bit of a nuisance, uh, but sort of like like a lovable nuisance, though. Oh, okay. You're like, oh, there's, there's Alan just doing his thing again, you know, eating tape or cardboard. <laughs> You're like the office dog. Yeah, yeah. Do you often go up to people writing something down with a clipboard and go, are you going to eat that? Yeah, what I do, I'm, I, I walk around and do what I call inventory. Uh, it's not real inventory. It's inventory for me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's me meal prepping, really. <laughs> it's you trying it's, to get inventory. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. you looking for lunch. Okay, those uh, highlighters looking juicy. Here if I get a... Here, if I get a bite of that. <laughs> do you do you eat highlighters like like you would eat a sucker? You're just kind of licking the. No, what I do is I uh, I walk out back where everybody smokes. I just pull out a highlighter, <laughs> kind of tap it edge a, off, tap it against the wall like I'm packing some cigarettes and just uh, start just sucking on the highlighter like it's a vape <laughs> pen. Yeah, I bet inhaling all those that ink and that highlighter is probably good for your lungs. I just turn around to the smokers, just a yellow ring around my <laughs> lips. Like, Tough day, boys. You're so relatable. Sometimes you just got to come out here and take a drag off a, <laughs> off a highlighter. Off a bick. You have off so many problems. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're the same, you and I. Oh, man. Oh, listen, John. There you go. That's what we do at a board meeting. For, feel free to try that. Uh, adjust it to your schedule and your interests. Don't let board meetings be boring. Uh, entertain yourself. Have hobbies. Make the board meeting your own. <laughs> board meetings? More like board meetings. They're, amen, brother. Mm. That's it. the funniest joke Yeah, that's <laughs> happened that so we, far today. Just stop the recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as As most... Listeners will know uh, we are very wise and we often give advice to people writing in and, you know, we are always willing to help, but we often neglect ourselves and the people in this studio. And let me tell you, <laughs> the people in the studio are fighting demons every day. <laughs> we need more help than anyone. Yeah, we <laughs> Self-care is very important to this program. <laughs> As as y'all might know, some of the, some of the strongest people are the most broken, mm-hmm. and nothing could be truer here in this studio. So we're going to introduce a new segment where we give each other therapy, and we have a, a big chair, a lounge chair in here that we're going to lay down on, and the other two are going to sit in big armchairs and be the therapist mm-hmm. to one of us in need. So let's go to let's go to jump into that. So this week, the lucky one on the couch is going to be Zach. Um, so while Evan and I uh, put on our tweed jackets and uh, adjust our turtlenecks. Smoke in a pipe. Just light our pipes. <laughs> Zach's going to tell us a little bit about his problems. It's, it's interesting that I've hired two therapists. I've been paying out the frame we're a by hour. Deal. Yeah, we're a package deal. Mm-hmm. You don't get one without the other. Sort of a bad cop, bad cop. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's good to know. That's good to know. I'm about to unload all my issues on you. Yeah. So Zach, why don't you uh, lay down here on this chaise lounge? Mm. And get get yourself comfortable. Mm. Thank we'll, you. We'll break out our notepads and we can get to town here on your issues. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thank you, guys. Thank you all for helping me out here. I, I, I've been dealing with something, especially recently, um, and I, I'm hoping y'all can help me get to the root of my issue. Uh, lately, I have I have had a very big interest in people sneezing, and I don't I don't know if y'all have noticed this every time y'all will sneeze. I'll I'll try it when y'all are kind of inhaling and getting ready to bust. <laughs> you proud of that one? <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, and when y'all are inhaling and getting ready to sneeze, I, I will often try to I will get very close to the person and just be right there when he sneezes. And I, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to catch a sneeze. I just need something good to happen in my life, and I can't really catch a shooting star, or I, you know, I, I can't find a well to throw a penny in. And I'm just hoping that maybe good luck will come from just getting sneezed in the face. I don't I don't know if maybe y'all could get to the root of that problem, but wh- why do y'all think I am dealing with that? Well, first off, thank you for your honesty. Yeah. Honesty right. is kind of the best uh, the best start to these things. Let me ask you first about your relationship with your mom. <laughs> I was actually going to ask the exact same thing. Oh. That's why that's why we're on the same page here. We work we work same. well together. We are together. looking at the same page right now. Yeah, like, we, wrote, we both wrote it down separately but in the same you, sentence. One of y'all wrote so. it down and you pointed to it. You're like, yeah. you, know, took each other, you took your head. You're like, this is yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> Just mom in big letters. <laughs> well, I, I honestly, my relationship with my mom was generally okay. She didn't allow sneezing in the house, though. It was a big, it was a big no-no. So... Mm. Oftentimes, when I would get a little a tickle in the olfactory, uh, she would often come around and plug my nose up. She'd pinch my nose. I would sneeze, and I, blood would just brush to my head. My eyes would almost fall out of my face. And oftentimes, she would shove me in closets if I sneezed out loud. And those closets were filled with, with dust and dander, and I would sneeze even more. And she would just continue to get angrier and angrier as I sneezed. That must have been really tough for you to deal with. You know, almost passing out every time you have to sneeze and then being shoved into a closet. Uh, I couldn't imagine that. I can see why you may have some uh, I need you to imagine it so you can help me out. Uh, I'm trying. I'm going through it right now in my head. <laughs> Did you mention something about an oil factory? <laughs> Well, you know, my my mother uh, is crippled, as as y'all might know. Um, that's that's not really a, a a secret. So oftentimes, to get her around, we would just put oil on the ground and just kind of push her along. It would create less friction on the ground, mm-hmm. and we would just kind of shove her around, almost like uh, what what you might do with a slug. You also have a strange obsession with the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> you feel like you always have to be oiled. Is that what that is? No, I have is- I have an issue with ten men, and that's because <laughs> that's I know we're not supposed to laugh. It's got to be unprofessional. <laughs> oh. That is because my mother, while crippled, had a very active man life, and I had about ten fathers. Same reason you can't go to Five Guys. <laughs> uh. I yeah I can't go to Five Guys because I can't have any more fathers. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. That's fifteen dads, Evan. I can't do it anymore. I think we're starting to get to the root of your issues yeah, here. Yeah, and every time I just slide my mother on that oil past Five Guys, she's like, "We should go in there." I'm like, "No, you whore." <laughs> <laughs> we already have ten men. <laughs> we don't need five guys. <laughs> we don't need five guys. Okay, <laughs> mom. And we just kind of I kind of shove her back and. <laughs> Oh, this is good. This is good. We're we're nearing a breakthrough. I feel it. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> when you were a kid, 
And you knew your mom didn't allow sneezing in the house. Did you ever go outside to sneak a sneeze? <laughs> I snuck a sneeze. I sneak sneezes. How did it make you feel when you snuck a sneeze and successfully hid it from your mom? Euphoric. I think I th- really think the dopamine rush I got mm-hmm. from that. I would try to sell it. I would be the, the neighborhood sneeze dealer. So this is why you now view sneezes as sort of currency. You were trying to sell them, and now you're trying to gain them. Absolutely. When I was younger, kids would come around the block, and I would just uh, I'd blow some some powder right in their face, and they'd get high off of sneezes. Wow. I mean, everybody sneezed before. It's it's a rush. It feels so good. And I was kept from that as a, at a young age to the point where I use capitalism to deal out sneezes to people. I, I do want to dive more into that, but before we do, I want to go back to something you and Alan were just talking about. When you were able to successfully sneak a sneeze, did you then scurry and scoot upstairs to the safety of your schoolwork? <laughs> when I when I snuck a sneeze out of the snow, I scurried and schoolworked. Yes, Evan. <laughs> so, okay. You view sneezes as currency now, is what you were just saying, correct? Well, I, I view sneezes as something that you can sell, yeah. Was there a way to distribute these sneezes, or was it purely just consumption of sneezes by you? But you'd be amazed about the community that I lived in, uh, much like an Amish or Mennonite community that have very tight and stiff restrictions on what they believe. The community I lived in was a, a religious community called the Achosen, and what they believed was sneezes were the devil's words. And there would be signs put up everywhere called, please don't sneeze. And if you did sneeze, you would have to be drugged or slid with oil <laughs> to the local <laughs> a church. <laughs> and you would be sprinkled with oil. Um, oil was a very intricate part of the community. So oil was kind of a fix-all, like a... For in, in your in your that's right, yeah. Mennonite community. The, well, the all chosen, the all chosen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was kept from sneezing, and so a lot of the the kids around the local neighborhood. So they would come to me for sneezes. Sneezes became a a very precious commodity to the point that I started run to run a mob. I was a gangster in the 1920s. Gangsters would uh, run. Uh, alcohol during prohibition. I would I would run sneezes in almost the same ways. For women, you would capture their sneezes and mm. kind of sell them out to men. Um, <laughs> did you? Yeah. Were you kind of a sneeze pimp in in that way? Yeah, I also pimped out women's sneezes. Mm. Um, you know, and I, if nobody paid for the sneeze to the face that the woman gave them, I'd come around and I I would rough them up a little bit. Yeah, I'd break a couple legs. I, I I'd snap a couple knees. You know, yeah. I was I was a rough guy back then. I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah, but you don't play like that. Yeah, I don't I don't play like that. And y'all y'all might understand the the PTSD and hardship that that might draw on some people that pimped out women for their sneezes and ran a almost mobster prohibition sneeze uh, organization. Now, when you were pimping these women out, mm. did you constantly keep them in a moldy environment so they would have like an eternal cold? Oh, I would find the the ones that were genetically incapacitated. They were allergic to everything. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, some of them allergic to peanuts. I, I learned the hard way. <laughs> a lot of deaths. But yeah, yeah. I, um, I keep them in a moldy closet. And I realize now the irony of that as I was kept in a moldy closet mm-hmm. as a child. Mm-hmm. But I from that, I learned that moldy closets are best to create sneezes. And the sneezes, it was running like a river. Mm. So you're treating, you were treating these women the way that you were treated. I think that's a great, I think mm. that's, a, that's a great point. Evan, mark that down as a half breakthrough. Half breakthrough? <laughs> 
Treating women as he was treated. Gay? Question? (laughs) (laughs) Well, then... Well then, so what do y'all think after hearing all that? What do y'all think the root of my problem is and how do I solve it? Well, I think it's pretty easy. Um, and Evan and I, I'm looking looking over at his notes right now and I can see his clipboard and yeah. he writes really big so I can I can see it from <laughs> here. Um, we've, we've come to the same conclusions. Um, I'd say you need to get your mom out of your life. Okay, yeah. I'm saying uh, be around things you're allergic to. Don't be afraid to sneeze. Pet dander, roll in it. Kick up a bunch of dirt. Maybe just pack a big sack of just animal hair and sleep on it. Would that be a, would that be a good thing to do? No, we don't want you to get addicted to the sneeze. We want you to live a healthy life, you and the sneeze, living in a symbiotic relationship. Okay, I like that. That's good. You're, y'all are really making me play with fire. Y'all would be great with alcoholics. Mm-hmm. We want you to drink, but not, not too much. Not too much. Have a sip every now and then. Yeah. Have a healthy relationship. I don't know. You need to... Play Mario more than you play Luigi, if that makes sense. Analogistically. Very makes a lot of sense. I um I will pretend to know what you're talking about yeah. in an effort to fit in. <laughs> Evan and I, we are more like as we're therapists, we play Dr. Mario. Ah, okay. More yeah. than more than we play Mario. But you know, you see. <laughs> sure. We like to throw some hearts at you, you know? Don't let <laughs> the banana peels get you down. Life may feel like a blue turtle shell is coming at you, but in reality, it's just a green one, and you can dodge it. There's oh, always like a okay. there's always a rainbow road ahead. I think. Don't let the Koopa Troopas of the world get you down. Be careful what you type on your Bowser. Hey, there you go. <laughs> out of this analogy, I think this is the most important piece of advice. And if you don't hear anything else we say to you today, hear this: It's not about winning the battles; it's about winning the Wario's. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're helping me with with Mario puns. That's what y'all. That's what y'all concluded with. We're really y'all resorted to that. I wish we would have found it earlier on in the session. We could have probably ended early. <laughs> you didn't. Even, I didn't even need to tell you my problems. Y'all would have just hit me with some Mario puns as help. Was this a therapy session? I thought you came to us for tips on how to win Mario Kart. Oh, okay. We were warming up the GameCube over here, yeah. just getting it queued up. You're talking about Nintendo Switches, and I was like, oh, okay. Now we're talking about what I thought we were supposed to be here You for. did tune in right when I said that. Yeah. You're like, I'm, I'm zoned back in now. I was looking at my notes here. I was like, ah, he's talking a lot about his mom. Maybe he has Princess Peach issues. I don't know. Like, yeah. he can't yeah. play her well. Then I was like, oh, I wrote down gay question mark. So I was like, he probably plays Yoshi. Sure. <laughs> that tracks. But that's- you have a lot of hard opinions about Yoshi. <laughs> Mark, okay. Um, Sometimes you might feel like you're the Waluigi, but you're not, man. <laughs> you're... Thanks, thanks, Alan. You're, Lu- Waluigi. you're Luigi at best. <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I know I have a glass ceiling in your mind. <laughs> it's limited. <laughs> I feel better, I guess. I. <laughs> this session cost me about... $1,500 paying you both for the hour, and um, we definitely spent less than an hour. We've got to make sure that we make money off this therapy session so that we don't have to work so that we can stay at home and play GameCube. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm going to get off this very wet Chase Lounge. It's soaked. I, I, I didn't want to bring it up initially. It's soaked, and I don't want to know. I don't know if I want to know why. We Windexed it before you came in. <laughs> And then we wiped off the Windex. Well, and then we sweat a lot <laughs> while we were wiping it off. 
<laughs> you were just standing over it dripping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, thank you guys. I'm I am I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving with more problems than I came with. <laughs> Thanks for helping me, guys. I guess. But uh, as tradition goes, let's give us some one-liner wisdoms. Alan, one-liner wisdom for the Saturday workers. Just because you can't read a book doesn't mean you shouldn't try and write one. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right, Evan. One line of wisdom for the for the Saturday workers. A square has four sides, but a sphere has another number of sides that I'm not totally sure of, but it's the same amount that your mom has. <laughs> so you can probably roll her down a hill. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, there's nothing more there's nothing better than an offensive wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes the truth hurts, yeah. you know. <laughs> Get right. Oh man! Well, th- well, there you go, y'all. <laughs> y'all want to be done? Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> Give me out. Expect the detour.